Welcome to the Godly Woman Podcast, Episode 5. Today, I'm going to be talking about fighting for your femininity. Um, I know that's something that is a huge topic right now, especially with um, the whole feminist movement and um, just a lot of things that the world is putting out there is what they think women should be like. And it's something that I feel like the church doesn't talk much about. And it's actually such an important role in how you minister to people, how you end up um, just living out your life for God. Because our femininity is part of the image and likeness of God that he created us in. So when we're not truly in touch with our femininity femininity, (laughs) and our feminine side as God designed us to be, that's a whole image of God and a likeness of God that's going to be missing from our lives. So we know in the scriptures, it's in the scriptures, it says we go from glory to glory. And going from glory to glory means you're going from more into his image and even more into his image, even more into his image. So how can we grow into his image and keep going if we aren't connected to our true femininity, not what the world says it's supposed to be, but how God really designed it to be. So yeah, I just want to bring an awareness of why we need to fight for our femininity and why it's so important. Because right now, like I said, the world is just pumping things out there about women need to be, you know, more sexual, they need to show more skin, they need to be more assertive, they need to be like a man, they need to be, you know, strong, what they think strong is. And we all know the strength that God talks about and the boldness and the courage that God talks about is so much different than what the world is um, portraying women to be as. Um, they're saying, you know, careers over family, um, that they're better than men, and not even trying to work with men, but actually trying to overtake them. And they basically um, make it seem like the natural qualities of a woman are actually weak, which they're not. They're strong in their own way. So in order to fight for your femininity, you need to realize One, what it is, how God created you. So we're going to go over five aspects of the feminine nature. And then once you find out what that nature is, you need to um, place value on it. You need to know that it's important. You need to know that you need to connect with this side of yourself in order to continue to go from glory to glory and continue to grow in the image of God. You need to start walking in it. Um, you know, it, and not everybody's going to be like cookie cutter. Like, you're not going to walk in your femininity the way I do, and I don't do it the way the next girl does it. But with these five attributes that I'm going to talk about, that's just like the core of it, just kind of like the basics of what every woman has inside of her. But um, God uses our personalities and our uniqueness and our gifts and our talents and all those things. Um, to make that those qualities shine through differently with everyone. So we're not all cookie cutter, you know, we're not going to all look the same, but you do need to go to God to discover what, how you can be more in touch with these five attributes and um, just learn to grow and walk in it as you keep going. Um, You just need to tap into your own beauty, your own femininity, like I said, like just not 
trying to be cookie cutter, but also noticing these five attributes as the core of how you're supposed to be as a woman. Um, because sometimes, you know, trauma and past issues and whatever it is, um, how we grew up, how we've seen marriages, how we've seen other women, how the world portrays women, just all these things that are being put out, put out in front of us um, kind of skew our femininity. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just being girly, putting on hair and makeup and dressing girly, and it's not that at all. Because if you see Cardi B, she has nails, has makeup, does her hair, and she's not in touch with her feminine side. She is in touch with the Jezebel spirit that's seduction and manipulative and who knows what else, you know? So, um, yeah, it, doesn't ha it has nothing to do with the outside. It can, like me, I'm a girly girl. That's just me. It's just an outward um, thing, I guess, of my femininity that's on the inside. And if you're somebody that doesn't want to be like that, that's fine, as long as you're in touch with these things, your true feminine nature that's on the inside. Um, but yeah, so it just, being in touch with, with your true femininity um, is so important for your calling, for your daily life, how you are with friends, with family, with your husband, with your children, people you minister to. Like God is directly going to anoint your femininity and how you prophesy to people, how you pour into people, how you encourage people, all of that, your feminine nature is going to go along with that. Um, so that's why I say you just can't, um, you know, do everything else to look like the image of God, like righteousness, righteousness, and um, all those other things that scripture says, but also tapping into that feminine side, because it's going to mesh together when you're in the fullness of your calling. Um, for example, at my, me and my husband's wedding, we got prophesied to by Kevin Leal, and one of the, or I think it was Apostle Eckhart that said this word, actually. He said that me and him were going to be like a prophetic team, and that he was going to minister to people and prophesy to people through the male side, and that I was going to come in and prophesy through the female side, and that both sides were going to mesh together and make a complete picture. So that's just an example of how his male design is going to like God is going to anoint that directly with also his gifting his calling and how he delivers and his personality but then also as a woman same thing so you want to be in touch with that because God is using it it's so important and the world is trying to steal that away from us they're trying to show us they're trying to show us what they feel femininity should be like and when that infiltrates in the church it just starts messing with everything. It starts messing with the worship, with the prophecies, with the prayer, just because you're not being your true authentic self and how God truly designed you and just so many other things with relationships, with community, again, with your husband, family, just a lot of aspects of your life. So um, I probably, I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but um I just want to emphasize the importance of this and why it's so important to fight for femininity in these days and why it's so important to ask the Lord to reveal to you your feminine side, your feminine nature and these attributes that are naturally in you and stuff that maybe trauma is hiding and that trauma is causing you to put up 
fake walls of strength and, and toughness and all these things that you're not supposed to have as a woman, so or as anybody, but <laughs> so yeah, like I was saying, a detachment from this design affects a woman immensely. So it's a huge deal. It's such a big deal if you're detached from your natural feminine qualities. Um, like I said, it's just gonna flow through every part of your life because it's not a gift or a talent, like maybe a word of knowledge and prophecy and um, healing, and you know, all those things are gifts of the spirit. This is a nature. It's something that is built inside of you. So all of your gifts and talents and personality and everything is gonna flow from that place. So that's why you want it to be in touch with the image and likeness of God and how he actually created you to be as a woman. Um, because, you know, as a woman, we have a gentle strength. Um, the world tries to change it up and make it seem like, again, like you have to be like a man or you have to do it better than a man. or you, It's just like false strength. It's a counterfeit strength. It's not real. It's a fleshy strength. Um, and we all know that God's strength is so different. The Bible says that actually when we are weak is when we are strong because God's power and his strength can rest on us when we're weak. And that goes for male and female. So this false strength, these walls that um, women are putting up because of whatever has happened in their life is just really getting in the way of the true, true identity that God wants you to walk in. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get into the um, article. So it's actually from this article online called Living Hope Ministries. Um, and I'm going to just kind of read from the article and do like a, you know, we're just discovering this thing together. Um, because I actually read for the first time these five attributes myself and I didn't know um, what exactly was that feminine nature that's in all of us. So this article really sheds some light on those things. So the first um, thing that the article says is that our relational capacity as women means we thrive when we have multiple relationships that have many layers. And we are most fulfilled when we are deeply connected with lots of people. We see in Genesis 2, 18 to 25, that we were created with the, with the express purpose of providing relationship for another. It is our nature to want to connect. That is why girls love to talk for hours and do not need an activity to keep them busy while doing it like men might. We love to sit and tell everything about a situation and every feeling associated with it, and we long to feel heard and understood. That is why when a man interrupts us and says, let me tell you what you need to do, we get frustrated because we do not primarily use language as a means for solution finding as much as we do for relational connecting. Women also typically have a much easier time, if we're healthy, displaying affection and intimately connecting with than the average male does. Even in our curse, in Genesis 3.16, we see that all the women's curses are related to her relationships, her spouse, and her children. I thought that was crazy. But um, just to add in my own words, you know, even me being an introvert, like, I don't need a lot of um, human... Uh, like spend time with a lot of human like I'm like not human myself but <laughs> I don't need a lot of like I guess yeah human interaction like on a day-to-day -day basis because I'm an introvert but I'm still a woman so I do desire to have um, deep connections I don't care if it's just one friend 
you know, I just want to have that deep connection with somebody that you have conversations with. And like I said, like you can just talk about everything with, um, and that's just how women are. So even if you're an introvert, you're still going to desire, um, those deep connections. Uh, let me see. It says, as women, we blossom in relationship and could provide a relational environment that nurtures others so that they feel home in our presence. In our brokenness, though, we can use that same relational influence to hurt those we love. So I love how it gives the contrast of when you're whole as a woman and when you're broken. So when you're whole, you can actually provide an, an environment that nurtures others so feel, they feel at home in your presence. It's almost as if your presence is like an oasis um, to others around you. But the same is the opposite. In the brokenness, we can use that to influence those we love. And we see that with the nagging wife, uh, the nagging woman in Proverbs 25, 24, Proverbs 14, 1, 21, 19, 19, 13, and Proverbs 27. Um, and that's like a whole nother thing there, but yeah, um, it's just so different. Like the woman that, again, the world portrays us to be, and then how it is when you're whole and you're healed, how you're actually going to be an oasis for those around you. And we create, we know how to create those nurturing environments for others, um, to feel like they're at rest and at peace, but the same, but the opposite, like in those, um, scriptures and Proverbs, it says the nagging wife is like, I think like a drip coming down from the walls that keeps dripping. Like that's annoying. It's something that over time, it's probably going to build up and explode one day, um, from all the constant dripping and the nagging. So, um, it's crazy how us as women, like we do have a power and we do have like this thing where we can like literally change the atmosphere, positive or negative. So that's why it's good to be, again, in that wholeness, in that design of God relationally so that we can create that oasis for other people to be around us and be at peace and at rest and not feel like we're just nagging and annoying and um, just complaining and whatever else. So yeah, it just continues to say um, that those scriptures about the nagging wife are not written to mock women or put us down but instead to reveal the relational power we possess and how destructive we can be when we have used that power and wield it wrongly. So, like I said, it's, you know, either way we're going to create some sort of atmosphere, so you don't want it to be on the negative side. Proverbs 31, however, paints a different picture of a woman who brings honor to her household through her character. It says that a woman with this type of character is hard to find, but her worth is far above jewels. It says in verses 11 to 12, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. In reference to this godly relational woman, the chapter reads, her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. This model of a godly woman is one who is deeply relational and blesses those in her life so much that they rise up and bless her. So the second element of femininity mentioned in the article is that we are nurturers by nature. We see this even in our physical form as we have breasts to nurture a newborn, we have a uterus to nurture a fetus. Our very composition is that which breeds and nurtures life. There are many women who sadly deal with infertility or are simply in a season of singleness. These women still possess the nurturing elements of their body and their biological composition 
A woman is not less feminine if she is single or she is married and unable to bear children. She is just as womanly in form and spirit as the woman who has 20 children. She still has the hardwired design of a nurturing creature. Whether or not God chooses to use those bodily tools to produce offspring, she is a nurturer and it serves her well to operate out of that role, whether or not that includes a husband or biological children. So like I mentioned earlier in the beginning, being in touch with your feminine nature is not only about, you know, for your husband, for your kids, because as I mentioned here, if you're a single woman, you're still a nurturer by nature. You're still a relational woman, and um, you want to be able to connect with anybody, friends, your pastor, anybody. Like, you know, it doesn't have to just be a husband or children. She's a nurturer, and it serves her well to operate out of that role, whether or not that includes a husband or biological children. We see in Isaiah the nurturing nature of God and how we as women reflect that image. It states, can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. As women, we reflect this heart of God in a way that men cannot necessarily do as well because they cannot be mothers. So, I love that sentence because, you know, in the world, they try to put just being a wife, being a mother, just being a real woman that is connected with her true design. They make it seem like it's weak and, um, you know, it's just not valuable. But we see here that that is where the strength is, that is where the power is, because that's something that men cannot do, and not in a bad way, they just can't, they can't, they're not mothers, they're not women, they, you know what I mean, that's just, God made us completely different. A part of this nurturing is a sense of being. As mentioned earlier, women have the ability to be a home for others where they can feel safe and at rest. In the story of Mary and Martha, Jesus praised Mary for simply being with him as opposed to doing something for him. Mary was applauded for her ability to be rest, at rest and believe in the Lord. As opposed to being stressfully driven to perform for Jesus' approval, she thrived in their sense of being. Um, and that's another thing. <laughs> I have, my husband knows I have like this whole thing about rest over hustle and um, how even I see people... Christian people like hustling and um, being a Martha, basically, and not a Mary. <laughs> so I actually do have a devotional that I have to finish up, and it's about that exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I could say a whole lot about that, but I'll get off the topic. We see Psalm 131-2, Isaiah 66-13, and 1 Thessalonians 2-7 all paint pictures of the nurturing capacities of women and how these reflect the nurturing heart of the Lord. As a single woman, I can nurture those in my life through love, affection, softness, and care in a way that a man might not be able to. As a woman, I am no greater than man. I just fill a different role in company can operate in that role in a way that both flourishes me in my own femininity and nourishes him in his masculinity. I love that sentence because, again, right now, it's all about, you know, the woman being better and overtaking and um, blah, 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 whatever else the whole feminist, feminism movement is about. Um, but I love here how it says we're not better than a man. We just fulfill a different role 
and we make the whole picture. The man fills one role, we fill one role, and we come together. It makes the full image of God. So it's almost as if God split up his image into like the female side, male side, and then when we come together, it literally creates the one full picture of God. So that's why it's so important for both the man and the female to be whole. Um, I can also nurture women in a way that pushes them to Christ and helps them blossom in their femininity. A third element of femininity is vulnerability. As women, we have an incredible ability to be soft, sensitive, and vulnerable, coupled with the emotional fortitude to overcome the assaults against that vulnerability that we will inevitably face. 1 Peter 3.7 exhorts men to love their wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. This is not suggesting women are pathetic or measly. It means that we are more delicate and should be treated as such. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 12, it speaks of how Christ's power is perfected in our weakness, and we are weak, then we are strong. While this particular passage is applicable to both men and women, it paints a picture of the beauty of being able to be soft and vulnerable. Women are worthy of protection, and those who can overcome trials and tribulations and still be soft, gentle creatures excel in the area of strength and weakness. That's a really good sentence. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Women are worthy of protection, and those who can overcome trials and tribulation and still be soft, gentle creatures excel in this area of strength and weakness. So like I said, a lot of times our trauma causes that softness to go away, causes that vulnerability to go away. Um, and then that's where you produce, you don't produce strength and weakness. You just produce a false sense of strength and these walls and barriers. It ends up turning into bitterness, unforgiveness, and all these other things that are not <laughs> in the likeness of God. Um, so I just love how it doesn't say we won't have trials and tribulations. But even through all of those things, when we're in touch with that feminine side, we can still be soft and gentle. And like I said earlier, we have like a gentle strength. As women, when we operate out of the curse and fill our lives with worry, anxiety, and walls, we build around our hearts. We miss out on the blessing of being an oasis for others and being welcomed.